Hey, you guys, welcome back to Inspired Babes Let's Chat podcast. So, you know, today we're on episode 38, and I had a beautiful guest on. Her name is Oakley, and we just had the best conversation. And I love just getting in her world and hearing her story. And it's so fascinating to me how, you know, here's the deal. First of all, is everyone has a story, right? And it's so cool to see how people can come from so much darkness and trauma from their childhood and in their teen years, and and they they make something of it, right? They don't sit in, you know, their this victim mentality, but yet they they create something magnificent with all the things that they have been through. And, you know, everyone has a choice on what path you want to choose in life. And no matter what happens to you at any moment, I know we can't control our circumstances, right? Um, But it's what we do with what happened to us that is important. And if you can really tune into using all the trials that you are constantly going through and, you know, again, choose to direct it in a different path to where, you know, you can actually make a difference for people because a lot of people are stuck and don't know how to get out of that victim mentality. You know, I'm not saying everyone, but you know, there's a lot of people that are stuck there. And so, you know, it's so cool because Oakley has this past and she had this darkness and these choices and decisions that she had made in her life, you know, and, you know, she was just going with life because that's all she knew. And then she had a point in her life where she altered her way of being, being, and also all the decisions that she made. And it's so inspiring to me because, you know, Oakley's now, uh, you know, an entrepreneur, she's created her businesses from the ground up. It takes something to do that. Right. And, you know, with, especially with little knowledge on how to own and operate a business, she took a chance on her passion and with hard work, she was able to create businesses that have helped hundreds of people from weight loss to creating their own businesses and online presence. So, you know, Oakley found how to turn the pain of the past into her power and, you know, ultimately how to let life make her better and not bitter by living a life that is fulfilling and helps others to step into who they truly want to be. And that is inspiring. And, you know, again, today we, we had this amazing conversation around so many things in her story, and I know you're going to enjoy it and you're going to get some value, you know, in this podcast and you're listening of this. And I always invite, you know, listeners to listen in a way where if there's something missing in your life, go into this podcast thinking, you know, okay, there's something missing. I'm stuck in this area of my life. And, you know, just think of whatever that is. And maybe in your listening of what we're saying can give you the answer to what you're needing in your life, right? So pay attention to that. So, and if you guys would do me a favor and go over to Apple podcast and write a re- write a written review and give me a rating. That would be amazing. And another thing, I don't know if you guys knew this, but 
I am a author and a women's book coming out this fall. It'll be released in November sometime. And you can actually pre-order the book right now. And I'm going to post the link in the intro here. And you can go on over and purchase that to pre-order it. And I'll sign it and ship it your way. So without further ado, here we go. Okay, you guys, today... I have Oakley hair. Hey, babe. Hey, girl. <laughs> you guys, we've literally just been laughing our heads off. Yep. And you know what's so funny about this is we actually have never met, but I feel like I've known you like yes. forever. Yes. It's really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Like we just are clicking. We're vibing. Yeah. I love it. Yep. And I, I've actually, I knew your brother. Yes. From back in the day when I was in sales at T-Mobile. Yes. Yeah, so that's just too funny because even when I came in here, I was like, I know so much about yeah. your life. Like, <laughs> I know. I think it's so crazy that you work with him. I know. And you guys know what's so funny is, so her boyfriend is Michael Marcel. Is that how you say Marcial. it? Marcel. Yeah. I had him on a few episodes ago. Yep. And then she also worked with Jake. Yes. And I had him on a few, <laughs> yeah. a few episodes ago as well. Mm-hmm. And now you're here. Yep. Girl. It's just funny how we're connected. Yes. Like the most random connections. I never in a million years, like I didn't even know Ryan had a sister. And so you guys do have like the cute little dimples. Yeah. You know, kind of a similar smile. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's so fun. So Ryan is her brother, just to be clear. Yes. He's my brother. He's the cutest. One of these days I'm going to have him on here. You totally should. I know. I was telling my sister and brother, I'm like, we need to have like a brother-sister like podcast and we can just talk about all our shit. I hopefully, let's keep that a little closer to you. Oh, closer. Oh, I put it away from me. Yeah. Let's do that. I thought you were saying like, no, (laughs) I I think it's good because we tested. I think we're good. Okay, we're good. We're good. (laughs) So I'm really excited to have you here today. Like, I am honored that you are here. And, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, I go based off of just guidance on who to have on my podcast, on whether that's something you need to, you know, talk about for the world to hear to make a difference for them with what's going on in the world, or if it's something I need to hear. I think it's just like a combo. And, I asked you like what a few weeks ago. We've been had this plan for a minute. Yeah, about a month. About a month. Yeah. So yep. it's so perfect. And it, it really is. Yeah. Yep. I'm super excited. I'm really excited too. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just a freaking badass entrepreneur. Like holy shit. Like seriously, you're so sweet. I'm so excited <laughs> just to hear about your story. Talk about it all. And I know you've also had a lot of darkness in your past. And yeah, for sure. So yeah, let's like get into it. Let's talk okay. about it. I mean, I, was, I love this because it's yeah. like, you know, I ha- I've talked a little bit about my story, but this is actually the first time I'm ever like really telling my whole story. Yeah. So I'm going to try to keep it short and simple, but like, I just, I thank you for having me on. You're like, welcome. this is going to be really exciting for I me know. too. <laughs> ah, I love it. So I think that like, you know, as yeah. I was saying, like you have a real gift to really hear and listen to people. And I think you know, in the world we live in, most of us are more interested in everyone hearing us versus hearing what the other person has to say. Right. So I want to hear your story. I want to like interview you, but (laughs) thank you. (laughs) I know you're here to interview me. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I guess like can just kind of get into it. Yeah. How it all kind of came about. Like I was telling you, I never in a million years wanted to be an entrepreneur, Yeah. which is kind of funny because now it's all, I can't imagine being anything else than like owning my own business. Like Mm -hmm. the thought of it is kind of scary to be honest with you. Mm. But so I'll kind of backtrack. Um, yeah. Just kind of skip over the 
important stuff, I guess. <laughs> There's so much that you could tell about your life, but yeah. Um, so originally I'm from Texas. Okay. Um, we moved here when I was about eight. So I, I was raised by a single mom. I have an identical mm-hmm. twin sister. Um, so cool. I didn't know my dad until actually like four months ago. What? I know that's a whole different thing. Wait a yeah. minute. Wait a minute. So like you went your whole life and you didn't yeah. know who your dad was. I knew like he existed. Yeah. But like, I never like talked to him. And so like four months ago, like I just reached out to him and I just thought like wanted to finally connect because I did meet him like once when I was like 16, but then like it just got kind of gross, you could say. And so I didn't talk to him after that. And it really didn't have anything to do with me. It was more about like my mom and just kind of really personal things went on. Okay. So yeah, I don't know if I could get into that, but (laughs) whatever you, honestly, whatever you feel you want to share. Probably I'll backtrack because I'm just going to jump all over the place. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I never knew my dad until like, you know, just recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, I am a Christian. I believe in God and, um, I do believe I was born a twin for an absolute reason. Mm. And so I have a bunch of sisters. Um, the only ones that I was kind of raised with was my identical twin sister and my younger sister, Monique. Okay. I actually have three other sisters that, oh. you know, are either from my dad's side or okay. one of them, you know, she got placed for adoption. And so she's really happy though. She seems to be doing really well, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And like, we've kept in contact, you know, but it's Good. just like, yeah, I just feel like there's so many layers to all this stuff, you know, but oh, there always yeah, she's, is. I know, right? Seriously, yes. it's hard to like go over all the things, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like it's interesting because I look over the past and I feel like my life was like a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're all in our own little movie, right? We totally we're the stars are. of our own show. We really yeah. are. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. so true. <laughs> and it's like sometimes I feel like I've lived like different lives, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, okay, that like even just like me from three years ago feels like a totally different me. Mm-hmm. Which is so beautiful, by the way, right? Like yeah. the fact that, you know, we have a choice to to completely alter who we are as a man or a woman. Oh, yeah. And you've literally taken that path of like expanding and growing and like yeah. this whole new woman. It's true. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, so growing up, it was like, you know, we were really, really poor. Um, we, you know, I'm, I'm thankful there's the LDS church actually that we were kind of raised in and you know, there's so much controversy around religious stuff and I'm I'm totally not here to talk about that, but like, I am grateful because without the church, I wouldn't have had, you know, food. We wouldn't have had a place to live. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And so my mom, when I was around eight years old, she started doing drugs and she was the only parent I had. And so I'll keep it as short as possible because I don't want to dive too much into the dark stuff. Like I was telling you, Yeah. but, um, you know, it's taken a lot of years to kind of heal from this stuff, but I think there's so much good that can come from this stuff when you allow it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and so it's, it's definitely been a journey, but um, yeah, so she was abusive and so she was in and out of jail and rehab. And so, I, you know, I got separated from my sisters, like really pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of a normal thing. I lived with my friends. I lived with family members. I lived with people in my church at the time. Like, yeah you know, I lived in all these different places and I always got separated from my twin and my little sister. And we would come back like when she'd come out of jail or rehab, you know, but it was like every eight months to a year, Mm -hmm. like it would go back, you know? Ooh, really? Yeah. And so it's been, and even to this day, like actually like she's going to Florida to go to rehab again. And so it's just like, I love my mother now. 
like she did a lot of painful things to me. Yeah. But I do love her for who she is. I really do. And I know that like she did the best with what she could. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me a lot of years to just kind of like let go of the anger and resentment, you know, Mm -hmm. because if you're going to blame someone for all the bad, you got to blame them for all the good. Yeah. And she's, she wasn't all bad. Like she did so many good things for us despite her being like, I I've seen her as very sick for a very long time, you know, because of the Mm -hmm. drugs. And, and so I think that's kind of the take I've just chosen to take on it now is like, yes, she did a lot of things that were super hurtful and really the abuse was only to me. And it was because I've always been like the protector in my family. Okay. And so it was like this God complex a little bit. Like I'm like, you know, you get, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's, it's totally trailed out into my adulthood. I was like, you know, just trying to save people, just trying to help people. And you know, there's so much more I could say about that, but (laughs) ultimately it's really the reason I have been successful in my business. Mm. It's the reason that I have close friendships and that I, I am excited to be a mom, you know, Uh and just all the stuff that that comes with the future. But I think, you know, your life will either make you really bitter or it's going to make you better. And for Mm -hmm. so many years, I was so bitter from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I moved out when I was like 17. Okay. And I just, I've actually never talked about this before. I can't really talk about this. It's good. (laughs) I'm just getting real deep. So there's a reason I want to share this though. So when I was younger, um, I got introduced to this thing called webcamming. Okay. And so when I was younger, it was, I I had no money. I didn't know how to like survive. I didn't know Mm -hmm. how to get through stuff. And so you know, I look at that girl and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't even fathom doing that now. Mm. Like, I just thought there was no other way. I really didn't know how to make money. I didn't know how to support myself, but I had to. I was 17 years old. I didn't have any financial support. Like, it was all that I knew. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, I saw my my twin sister doing it. And I was like, okay, well, she's pulling in like eight eight grand a month at 17 years old, right? And so I was like, okay, I either do that or I go become a dental assistant and I make like 1200 a month. Which, by the way, I tried to do that job, and it was just—I just didn't get hired at that age. Really? Yeah, it was so weird, and so I was like, I just felt like it was all I could do. Yeah. And so it's—it's part of my past that, honestly, I'm definitely not very proud of. Mm -hmm. But it's something I really don't judge when I see other women do it, and I know that other women listening to this right now have probably done something like that. That maybe Mm -hmm. like we're not super proud of that we don't like to tell the world, but you know, like. Mm So I did that for, yeah. you know, quite a while, like maybe a year uh-huh. where I did the webcamming thing yeah. just to make money. And then after that was when I actually started my job at T-Mobile. Oh yeah. Amazing. <laughs> funny? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was there oh, for wow. about four years. I was the number one sales rep for about a oh, year there. Doesn't surprise me. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. But I learned so much from that job, yeah. like how to work with people. And I was like, you know what, there's you can't put a price on like feeling good about yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I could make more doing that, but mm-hmm. there's always a way out. Sometimes we're just so blinded by our circumstances. Like when I was that oh, girl, yeah. it was like, it felt like it was the only thing I could do. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, if there's anybody listening to this, that's ever done that. Like mm-hmm. there's always a way around it to make even mm-hmm. more money, helping more people doing something you're actually going to be really proud of. Yeah. And, yeah. and I really don't judge anybody if they do that no. stuff. No. Like we oh, have no. no idea what people are going through or what their past is or anything. And do you know how many girls like just hide that stuff? Oh yeah. And I think, and I think it's just kind of sad because it's like, I, I super get it. Mm-hmm. 
but at the same time, I think that if we could just know people and understand them more, we mm-hmm. would just judge them less. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. And it's like, you know, that saying, you don't know what you don't know. And yep. so it's kind of like, you know, the way you were raised, that's that was presented to you. So you're like, sweet, that's what I'm going to do. That's all I know. Yeah. So you know what I mean? I think that, and, and now seeing where you're at, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. It's so freaking <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. I like forget sometimes that that's like where I come from, yeah. but I have to remind myself because even with Michael, like, you know, Michael has his own past mm-hmm. and sometimes we're like, we look at yeah. our lives today and sometimes I get like kind of emotional. Cause I'm like, yeah. I never in a million years would have thought I would be doing what I'm doing, which is what I love helping yeah. people. And just going where I'm going, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like it's good karma, I guess, for the whole childhood that I had. And more than that, I just, Mm -hmm. I just really, really don't want other women and even men to suffer the way that I did if I can help it anyway. Yeah. And so, you know, after that, it was, I thought I was going to be a dental hygienist. Um, Mm -hmm. I worked full time. I went to school full time pulled a bunch of all-nighters. It was just crazy. Wow. So, so, so busy. So let me ask you, Oakley. So like when you, what made you stop doing the webcam? Like what, what point did it, there's something that went off for you, like in light bulb or something where you're like, okay, I'm done. Was there anything profound or was it just like, "Mm." that's such a good question. Yeah. Um, I got into a relationship. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And this was somebody I dated for four and a half years, actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it was more than that. You know, it was like, I just started to see myself as such an object. And I really hated that. I started mm-hmm. to feel like, you know, I was really kind of amplifying the idea on myself that all I am is an object. Mm-hmm. All that matters is that I'm pretty. All that matters is that I'm skinny. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not those things, nobody's going to give me value or worth. And... I know. And that's kind of why I do what I do today mm-hmm. is because most of my life has been spent around my identity and us as women generally, like we oh really wrap gosh. up ourselves in how we look We really do in such a deep level that I don't even think any of us can like really fully express yeah. Mm-hmm. because yeah, we talk about all the time, but it's like, it's one thing to feel the pressures of society. And then it's another to like, just completely take it on. And I can only imagine the girl's that are growing up in this day and age with all the social media and stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would say what really kind of flipped the switch was yeah. I just got kind of sick of feeling yucky. And then when I found out you could make really good money at T-Mobile, I was like, okay, here's a way out. Yeah. Right. Cause I had to make a certain amount and most jobs you don't make much to even live on. And so I was like, okay. So somebody was telling me they were making like four grand a month at that time. Mm-hmm. And which was great to me. I was like, Oh yes. my gosh, if I could just make four grand a yes. month. I will be set. Yeah. I was like so stoked. So I, so I started working. Um, that was a journey in itself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like, oh, you so know, I cool. had a boss that like super didn't like me. And so I transferred. Um, okay. And this is actually where I worked with your brother for okay. three years and I yeah. became the number one sales rep for a while. And then so I got wild. really sick of it. And <laughs> yeah. So then, <laughs> and then yeah. yeah. So after that whole T-Mobile thing, Um, I learned so much and, you know, that's how I was able to pull out of that stuff was just kind of realizing, you know, like it's just not worth how crappy I'm feeling about myself. Mm -hmm. Like that's just really how I felt. I was like, yes, I'll make less money, but it's worth it to feel just like better with my relationship, better with my future. Like this isn't, it's not, it's not a long-term game. Mm -mm. You know, we're all going to age. We're all going to get old. We're all going to gain weight. And I just don't want that to be part of my identity anymore. Yeah. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Like I want to feel beautiful. I want to take care of myself, but Mm. I don't want to have to feel like I need to be perfect anymore. Yeah. 
and that's been a whole different journey. But wow. yeah, so with T-Mobile, that was great because it was the first time I was really good at something, mm. you know, and I got recognized for my ability to just connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And yeah. that's, that's why I think I did well is because I, like, I, I just feel like I could really connect to a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a while, I totally got like just sick of it because and this is where the entrepreneur in me, I think actually started because Ooh, yeah. they kind of put like a cap on my ability and I actually went to management and I made less and I was like, what is this corporate ladder? Like, yeah. this is bullshit. Oh yeah. That's how it's very, it's how it is in the corporate world. 100%. Right? And I was like, yeah. and then it was like, I had a holiday coming up and they're like, oh, you can't take it off. And I'm like, who are you going to tell me what to do with yeah. my time? Like, this is my life. And you want to tell me I can't take it off like for my birthday or to go see my mom? Like, right. It was so weird to me. And it's still weird mm. to me today that like people can tell people to not go do things with their life. And I'm like, people are okay with the it. hell. Yeah. And then like, we're just like, oh, it's normal. It's acceptable. And I'm like, no, like, this is my life. Like, you're yeah. not going to take that away from me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'm just a spoiled brat. Cause that's how I think. Oh, hell no. It's <laughs> no, no, no. I'm the right? same freaking way. No, exactly. there's, there's a sense of empowerment behind oh, actually wow. going with what you want and choosing into all the things that you want. Right. Oh yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I think it's great if people want to work a corporate job and, but there's so many possibilities out there. Exactly. And I was even just, just to go off for a minute, just talking to this guy, um, recently. And he's like, oh, I hate my job. Cause I said, are you passionate about it? Do you love what you do? Right. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm looking for something else. I'm all, well, if you could pick anything, I know you don't know for sure, but if there's one thing that you could pick anything, what would that be? And he listed like, oh, if I could just ride my motorcycle and just have the time of my life and hardly have to work. He like named a few things. And I, He's like, do you know anything like that for me? And I go, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. It's so but, true. But people don't see that. I know. And that's the thing is sometimes your passion, you could turn into a business. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest mindfuck. Yeah. It really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope you don't mind. I swear. But no, I have you. Oh, <laughs> no. I such a mindfuck. The whole process yeah. of it. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, man, I would watch my friend um, that owns that farm that I was telling you about. Yes. And they owned, I just watched the Beyond Entrepreneurs. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, I just want to work nine to five Monday through Friday, make $4,000 a month. I'll be so happy. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. that just sounds amazing. Because right. coming from like poverty, I was like, that's incredible. Right. You sounds know? great. And so, so I actually, at, I ended up leaving T-Mobile, of course. Right. Um, I started with a company. It was a dental software company. Okay. My twin sister worked there. Oh, fun. I know. And so it was pretty cool. And she's Aww. so good at phone sales. Yeah. I've learned that I am not. I am a in-person kind of girl. Yes. That is my game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like if you put me with somebody, like, you, you know, gotta... we will connect. If it is over the phone, I'm going to be like, I don't know. Like... Well, and that's why you did so good at T-Mobile, right? Yes. It that is exactly sales. why. Because it was in person. Mm-hmm. And so I actually got laid off with 40% of the company there. Oh, wow. It was really scary, actually, because yeah. I'd never experienced that before. And yeah. it was like, I was, I remember they came into the room and one of the guys was like, well, I've been a part of, you know, a mass hiring before, but never like a mass firing. And I was like, what? You're like, what? I like, didn't accept it, you know? And yeah. I was like, what is happening? And well, so yeah. at that time I was like, this is the end of the world. I just remember bawling. And I was like, there's no other way. And at that point, um, I actually ended up kind of losing everything. Like wow. I had this really cute, fancy truck that I loved, you know, all the. I had a cute little condo that I loved 
and I moved into the basement of mm-hmm. with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it, it was very humbling, at least you know. <laughs> yeah, like, it was humbling. It was it was very humbling. Yeah, <laughs> it was very yeah. humbling. Um, but I did that because I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into dental hygiene school, mm-hmm. and so I risked all, and yeah. thankfully I got in. And so I actually got a full ride scholarship. Really? Yes. You know what's yeah, funny? Yeah. I think most people assume I'm not very smart, I've been told. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, this is so rude. They're like, I just, I didn't think you'd be as smart as you are. Not that I'm like, <laughs> you're like, thanks, smart. asshole. I seriously, though, I'm like, okay, thank you. But yeah, so wow. I did really well in school. And mm. so I got a full ride scholarship through dental hygiene school. Okay. okay. And so it was awesome. It was at Salt Lake Community College. And I was like so pumped. I did my first semester. And I was on the presidency. I was so proud of myself. Wow. It felt so good. Yeah. And then I actually met, like it was a friend at the time. I started going to seminars and personal development stuff. And I really oh. got into that. Yeah. And I went to a Brendan Burchard event. It was so good. And oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I love him. Oh my hell. It changed my life. Cause yeah. when I was there, I was like, so I'm sitting there in dental hygiene school and I was like writing out meal plans, writing out workout plans, trying to grow, grow my following online yeah. because that's something that I've always wanted to do. I wanted to have a big online presence, yeah. not just also do personal training. Right. And so I spent like <laughs> months just like, I'm going to follow this person. Maybe they'll follow me back. <laughs> no, they, they don't yeah. always, but it was like, right. it's, it was such a tedious process and yeah. it really, it gave me very little reward because <laughs> you can't, yeah. you can't designate your time, you know, five days a week to that. No, it's exhausting. And it is time. Yes. So I eventually, I just decided, I remember sitting in class, actually, it was the second day of the, the second day of the second semester of dental okay. hygiene school. And I'm sitting in class and they're like talking about stuff. And I started doing um, cleanings actually. And I was like, this is so boring. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like girl, I'm sitting down, like my hands, carpal tunnel, like, no, thank you. But more than that, it was like, do I really <laughs> want to spend the rest of my life yeah. with the cap to how much I can make? Somebody's still telling me when I have to work, mm-hmm. how much I can make. Like, right. should that really be on someone else? Yeah. And I was like, that's not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. And so the scariest thing I've ever done, it really was really terrifying in a way. I can't describe it to you until you do yeah. it. But I had no job. I had no money. I left dental hygiene school and I started up my own business. So fun. I moved out of my grandparents' house. I moved in with family at the time. And I just was like, I'm going to make like, this has to work. Like there's absolutely no other option for me. Yeah. Like if I'm leaving something that's stable Mm -hmm. and secure, like dental hygiene school, like I am going to have to figure this out. And so I worked three jobs. Damn. It was a lot. Yeah. Like I look back at myself and I'm like, I'm so grateful I did that. But like at the same time, like I would never want to do it again. Right. It was so not fun. Dang. And so I worked three jobs just to like support myself while yeah. between clients. Like I had some clients in the morning, some clients at night. Right. My schedule was terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Holy shit. it was pretty intense. Yeah. But within eight months, I was able to just break off and do my business full time. Yeah. And it oh was my so cool. That is so freaking <laughs> cool. so cool. So tell them about it. Like tell them more in detail about your business and all the things. All the things. Yeah. Well, Gosh, it's only been like three and a half years Shit. now. Isn't that, that crazy? Is so freaking cool. It's so cool. You're such a hustler. You inspire me. <laughs> oh, Dang. I love you. Yeah. So sweet. I don't think of myself as that, you know? Yeah. Like, I actually get kind of uncomfortable sometimes because I'm like, oh, thanks. You're like, like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I appreciate it, humble. but it's like, yeah. I don't, I see so many people define themselves by what they do. 
And I think we end up doing what we're supposed to do. And if that's a nine to five, amazing. And if it's being an entrepreneur, amazing. They both have pros and cons. Yeah. Totally. You know, you got to figure out what works best for you. But I've found that owning a business, it's it's been like, it's been terrifying. It's been, it's really, really forced me to become the best version of myself. Like my yeah. clients really do that to me. Mm. Like if I am not taking care of myself, yeah. if I am not doing good stuff for myself, like it shows up in my business. Yeah. Like my business is such a mirror for myself. Oh, yeah. When I'm doing good internally, my business is flourishing. When I'm not, my business is diminishing. Mm-hmm. And that's hard in itself. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons I've been smart enough to, to diversify my income mm-hmm. because we should all be allowed to have those ups and downs yeah. of life and still have money coming in. Yep. Yep. And that's actually part of the reason that we have that agency that we created, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but not the whole reason, of course. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, let's start with the first business. Yeah. Let's start with, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. yeah. So personal training, um, you know, I remember when I was younger, they're like, oh, you make like 20, 30,000 a year. And I was like, eh, no, thanks. You're like, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And so I make more than I would have as a dental hygienist doing this. And I work way less hours. Yeah. Um, my schedule now is really good. Yeah. But when I first started out, it was really, it, yeah. it, it was so draining. Like yeah. you can love what you do, but mm-hmm. I mean, as an entrepreneur, like, you know, like it, it isn't like a job. It's, mm-hmm. it's your full heart, your focus, your oh, mind, yeah. like you're, it's like you, everything you are gets poured into the people that you're with. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, you can't be, be not present for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really take, took a big toll on me in the beginning, like the first year, like I was so grateful for it. But yeah. also, you know, I remember it was around year two is actually when Michael and I started kind of dating. Okay. And he has like all this free time. And I yeah. was like, hell, <laughs> and he makes way more than me. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm doing something wrong here. Like, how do I fix this? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so grateful for him because he's yeah. actually really taught me a lot, you know? Yeah. And like, we've taught each other a lot, you know, but like, it's yes, just to touch point on this. Like I've, some people are like, oh, you're so successful because of Michael. And I'm like, no, no. Mm-mm. Like we're a good influence on each other. You know, like he's my best friend. Um, and yeah. yeah. I've never gotten that from you guys. Like, <laughs> oh, good. You guys, no, no, no. <laughs> That's good. Like you're a motherfucking powerhouse. And so is he. And yeah, you guys came is. together and you attracted each other. And that's just like, boom. Yeah. You and know? he's totally like my kind of person. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> so. you guys feed off each other. Because he was talking a little bit about you when yeah. he came over. And <laughs> I just thought, you know, it's such a cool, cool thing to have a relationship. The relationship that you guys have. Because he had mentioned something. I think he mentioned on the podcast how you guys were just up talking till really late and you just balance each other out and you can just have these in-depth conversations. And it just, you guys are like, it's really inspiring. It's so cool. The relationship you guys have just all the things he was sharing about you. And (laughs) it was super sweet. Thank you. So yeah, Yeah, it's been, it's been life changing because I was single for about five years and Oh really? Five years. Yeah. About five years. And I was just like, girl, I had so many bad experiences with men. I was like, when he and I met, I was like, yeah, I just really had given up. Like I was just like, you know, and it comes down to what we were talking about earlier. Like I just felt like guys like, yeah, I was really skinny and I, and I, and I don't feel like I'm an ugly person now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's good to just feel beautiful in your own skin. Yeah. And I had finally reached that place, but it was like, you know, I was just like, you know what, man, I spent so many years being sad about being single, crying about it, you know, really? just being really upset about it. You yeah. know, cause I was like, why am I single? Why am I the only one? 
blah, 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 blah. Why does nobody right. want me? Why am I not good enough? I think mm-hmm. all the things that we as women in closed doors um, say to ourselves. Yes. And I yes. was like, if I'm skinnier, somebody will love me. And that's actually kind of what started my journey in the beginning, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. Yeah. But that's part of my journey. And so it's it's been definitely a big, long journey. And so, yeah, um, yeah back to the business. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I'm yeah. all over the place oh, a little bit. But. No, seriously, this is how they are. We like go off on tangents. It's yeah, so fun though. It just kind of naturally happens. It naturally <laughs> happens. So, you know. All right. Let's chat health tips. So I'm sure a lot of you have sent your kids to school and there's also a ton that are homeschooling due to all the guidelines that this districts have because of COVID, right? No matter what you have chosen is perfect for you. And also this kids line that I'm going to talk about is perfect either way, right? So whether you're a experienced practitioner or new to essential oils, the doTERRA kids collection is the complete and ready-made whole body essential oil toolbox designed to empower you, right? And they're formulated specifically for developing minds, bodies, and emotions. These essential oil blends, uh, they feature unique combinations, therapeutically balanced to provide powerful benefits while being gently or gentle on the delicate skin. So it comes with seven unique blends, uh, also seven silicone toppers to go on top of the roller ball or the, yeah, the roller ball. And then you can actually, um, hook it to the backpack so they can take them to school. And then it comes with instructional flashcards. So you know exactly what to use and how to use them and a really cute carrying case, um, to put the oils in. So be sure to go over to my Instagram, Micah J Bruin and go check that out. And you can just click on the kids oil collection and read more about all the seven essential oils that come in the kit. Okay, so we did have to take a break, guys, because I had to go potty, and then we started sweating in here. <laughs> and so we need to open the window. Both of us are like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might have had, like, a little drink, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So we're feeling temperature right now. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, so we were talking about the business. It's about the business, and <clears throat> you talked a lot about – you were mentioning something about just, like, how – I feel like I'm going to kind of go back a little bit cool. with part of your story, but how you, oh my gosh, your throat. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> wow. <Yep. laughs> it happens. <laughs> how, like what you were doing back in your past, like you thought it was defining who you were and then also the amount of money you were making. And then you stepped down, mm. um, you know, and you worked at T-Mobile and you weren't making as much doing that. And it's so interesting because I think that we think, we as a society believe that things, money, if we get skinny enough, mm. if we have the nice clothes, if we have this, it will define who we are and define how we feel as a man or a woman. And if people could actually get that it's an inner thing, right? Mm. Like, and there's also layers to loving yourself for yourself. Yeah. Um, and I'm unraveling even more layers. Um, me too. You know, and it, it's just so interesting how it, keep, you know, it will keep showing up. You think you get to a place where you're like, I really have the self-love and this uttermost like love for myself and like true love, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then you meet somebody or you're in situations and you get tested and you're like, holy fuck, I guess I need to work on this, you know, and take a step back. Gosh, I love that you're saying this. Like, honestly, the last three and a half years of my business, this is what I've learned more than anything. Mm. So yes, I started this business. Yes, it's been challenging, but it's also been crazy rewarding because my own battle from being like six pack, super fit, Mm -hmm. kind of perfect looking, you know, from societal views after you get touched up from Photoshop and have perfect angles and I'm flexing, mm-hmm. I don't look like that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And yeah. now yeah. I definitely don't look like that. But what you were saying is yeah. so good because it's actually the whole reason I think trainers should exist mm. and even to like stay in business for me. Like it's so much more than like taking on somebody to make you skinny. I'm not here to make you skinny. I'm here to help you love yourself because mm. in society, like, and even for me, like what you were saying, like, I'm still having my own journey. Like for me, I've gained in all transparency, I've gained about mm. 35 pounds from two years ago. Mm. And I'm like, I still feel pretty damn good about myself. Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? And I'm like, I'm not perfectly skinny. Mm. I'm still toned. I don't work out constantly anymore. I don't track all my macros anymore but it's because I don't want that for myself anymore Mm. I don't think it's actually what really matters what matters is me feeling healthy Mm -hmm. and you know that does come back to self-love if you really do Mm. love your body and it's it's one thing for me to like say it but it's another to like have your own journey Mm. with this Mm -hmm. because I have PCOS I put on 75 pounds in the past Mm. and when that happened, like, I'll just never forget so many women can relate to this. Like mm-hmm. I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, I even like recognize myself for a second. I was like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm so fat is what mm-hmm. I told myself. And like, that's such a harsh word. Yeah. You know, fat. Yeah. Like to just to look at yourself, like you would never look at a good friend and say that to them, even if they do gain weight, because what we really see in people at the end of the day is, is who they are on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't Absolutely. care what people look like. My clients, I have people that are over 400 pounds, you know, Mm, and it's like, they're some of the most beautiful, amazing people. And the worst part about my job is that they don't see how beautiful they are. Mm. And I feel like that's what my job is, is to help them see like, you are worth so much more than your weight. Mm -hmm. You are worth so much more than feeling like you're only worthy of love once you're skinny enough because Mm -hmm. that's what I told myself. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? I started dating Michael. I was like, well, cool. Someone loves me. So let me see if he still subconsciously, I didn't realize I did this, but I was like, let me see if he still loves me if I gain weight, you know? So Mm -hmm. I did. And I was like, he still loves me. You're like, he's still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and sometimes I'm like, it's your fault. Like it's not. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And it's easy for us to even blame our situations on our spouses. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, even with my clients, I'm like, it's nobody's fault, but your own, Mm -hmm. that you're exactly where you're at. Yep. And that is the biggest thing I've had to learn for myself. Mm. For so many years, I was like, Oh, it's because I had a hard childhood. My mom stole money from me. My mom was abusive to me. I have all these excuses that I can tell you as to why I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it wasn't until I had to look in the mirror and I was like, shit. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm here because of me. Yep. Like I didn't have to do that. Like I chose this stuff and I'm not going to choose this anymore. Right. Like this is such bullshit that I 
we put ourselves in these prisons mm-hmm. and we're like, let me out, let me out, let me out. But like, we don't know how to get out. And sometimes it's just realizing that you're in a stupid prison in the first place and you have to like get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like you have, I just, I love discomfortable things for so many reasons. Like, oh, hell yeah. One of the, you know what I mean? Like I love doing crazy things sometimes mm-hmm. just because it puts you in an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. And that's really one of the only ways, reasons I've ever been able to grow oh, with anything. Yes. Anything worthwhile is kind of scary, including yeah. a business. Yeah. Falling in love is terrifying. Oh, yes. It is terrifying. Yep. Just having like doing something and you have yeah. no certainty of the outcome ever. Mm-hmm. And those are the most worthwhile things oh, in life. Absolutely. And, and and that's the biggest thing. That's why I love what I do mm-hmm. because- as I work with these women yeah. and some men, most of the time women though, women are definitely yeah. like really kind of my peeps, you know? Yes. But it's like so many of them start their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And I love that mm-hmm. because it's like, sometimes you just got to get around other entrepreneurs. You really do. Like you mm-hmm. are who you're around. Right. Yep. And it's just like, just by being around me, I'm like, well, you know, you were talking about earlier about that guy who was like, he felt like he was stuck. He was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I hate this. I want to do this and this and this. It's like, Okay, well, what do you love? What do you love to do? Yeah. You can you can probably turn that into yes. a business. Yeah. You really, really can. You don't yeah. have to know how, but you'll figure out how. Yeah. And that's the biggest holdup is like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And it's like, I that was big for me with my yeah. business. I was like, I don't know how to do so much of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know. You learn as you go. Yeah. And you're going to mess up. Yep. Like 100%, there's no way around not messing up no matter what route you choose. Yep. Like, and I think you have to almost be like, okay, I messed up. How do I learn from this? Mm-hmm. And just kind of move forward with it and just know you're going to be human and you're going to fuck up again. Oh, hell yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It's, it's part just, of it. It really is. It's and it's beautiful. like the more that we just choose to learn from it and not let us define us forever. Like that's the thing is like, we can choose to be like, I self-sabotage. Like I hear, for example, like my mother actually says that she said that her whole life. Right. She's like, I just self-sabotage. It's just what I do. And I'm like, then of course you do. It's like that, that saying, the guy that's like, our words are powerful, but like Mm -hmm. we become what we say we are. Yeah. So if I am this, then I am that. And, and it might sound like just like normal cliche things that people say on social media memes, but it, it it's just so, so true. true. Like when you come to it from like for yourself and you realize like when you stop telling yourself you're ugly, yeah. you're going to stop feeling ugly, yeah. which is just good. Like, yeah. why do you want to feel ugly? Like I remember in high school, I was like, no, I'm ugly. And she was like, wow, that's really funny. You yeah. say that. And I was like, why is that funny? She's like, cause you're so clearly not ugly. Yeah. And she's like, can you imagine like, like, and, and it's just funny cause you meet other people that maybe they could say that about themselves, but they're so confident Mm -hmm. and they make you feel good. And that's what really matters. Yeah. And so, gosh, I I mean, body image is so big. Yeah. And to me, I see it in a level that unfortunately most people don't get to see. Mm -mm. And I think it's what's changed me the most. Yeah. Just working with these women. Well, and I want to acknowledge you for that because, you know, being in that industry, right. Um, I think a lot of women, because I've had friends that have been, that have done, you know, bodybuilding competitions and, or just hired a personal trainer, just whatever. And it's all about the outer as they go in. And so the fact that you're focusing on the inner, of course, we're going to work on the outer, right? Right. You're going to give them all the exercises and meals and all that, but there's going to be things that are going to show up. And that's where you've got to fucking walk through all your shit Uh as it comes up, as you're working out, when you want to give up, there's beliefs, there's things you're going to start working through. And so that's where the inner work comes in. And 
I think that that's what makes you so successful and so good at what you do is that you're focusing on that, right? I, yeah. And you know, I, I, I do have to agree because I have been rated the number one trainer, which was really super exciting. Oh, of course you have. Yes. Oh, two years God. in a row. And I was like, yay. Like, oh, which yeah. it was a big deal for me because I was like, oh my God, like I'm number one. And yeah. that's actually like, I don't have to market on social media anymore because of the like Google and the different sites I use. Like so they cool. put me all as number one now. So I get so many people reaching out to me on the daily to train with me. And so that's why I was like, I got to hire somebody because I'm not working that many hours. Yeah. You know, and I was like, and I still want to help these people because it's like you said, I've mm -hmm. hired the best trainers in Utah mm -hmm. and they were so expensive, but I was like, you know what? It's an investment for me. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing mm -hmm. is that I have been willing to invest when most people are too afraid to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. There's no way around oh, it. You if have you want to do a business, if that's something you're passionate about, if you mm -hmm. want to pursue something, you have to invest in it. Well, exactly. People spend money on stupid shit all the time. <laughs> exactly. I will do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but I really want to go on this Mexico trip or whatever. Yes. I will find a fucking way yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. And but then there's, you know, this coaching program that's five or 10 grand and you're like, Ooh, yeah. And like, you're like why? But then you take that same money and you put it into, and I'll just speak for most of my friends and women yeah. in general, I'm going to go spend it on a BBL procedure, yes. liposuction, getting my boobs done because my boobs aren't big enough. Then I'm not going to look good enough. Exactly. I'm not going to be good enough. And all we're doing is reinforcing the behavior yeah. that we have to look perfect. Yeah. And we're willing to put any price of money on the superficial shit more mm. than we are willing to put time and energy and money into making who we really are better. Yeah. And and that's the hard part is because it's like, yeah, that's cool. But like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm good enough. Or maybe you don't feel good enough. It's just, we really put ourselves exactly where we kind of believe we're worthy of. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it, back to the money thing is yeah. the funniest. Oh, because, it's hilarious. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Yes. Like your money yes. goes, it's not that you don't have the money. It's that it's mm -hmm. not a priority to you. Exactly. And that's how it goes. And so it's like, especially in personal training, I'm like, you know, I, I super get it. You know, yeah. like, gosh, I've been poor as hell before. Yeah. I've put off things for myself and mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> you know, none of us are perfect. And I think that we do things when hopefully we're supposed to, Yeah. um, hopefully before then, I yeah. think there's no such thing as the perfect time to do something that's good for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's just too funny because I look at so many of my, my girlfriends yeah. and they're just like, she comes back and she's like, I spent 20 grand and my Brazilian butt lift procedure and she looks great. She really looks yeah. amazing, right? I didn't even know people could do that. Yeah, you take fat from different places, you put it in your hips and your butt. Shut. Yes, you can do that. See, and a lot of women are like, shit, I want to do that. <laughs> right? But it's like you just spent 15, yeah. 10 grand on your body before investing in a property. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the problem. And it's with a temporary it. fix because it is, guess because what? It does come back. It will come back. Yes. And also as far as feeling temporarily feeling that like, Ooh, I look good. Oh yeah. But in a week or two, you're going to find yourself just the same thoughts are going to keep running you. Yeah. It's a habit. And you're like, Oh fuck. Well, let's try something else. Let's get another procedure. Exactly. And then another, there's going to be these, these masks that are yes. going to keep layering over and over until you really get here yeah. to the core nothing. Exactly. And it's like, when are we actually going to be good enough for ourselves? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be ever? Yeah. Because you're going to go online, look on TV shows, look at whatever. And one of the quotes, even one of my friends said to me, yeah. she was like, it's not that you're ugly. You just don't have enough money yet. And I was like, that's so messed up. Wow. Yeah. That's her, that was, that's her story, right? Yeah, you right? got that. Absolutely. And I super get it because there's yeah. still a part of me that's wound up in how I look. And mm -hmm. that's just the, the God honest truth. Yeah. 
you know, I'm never going to be like, I'm just going to not yeah. try to look good. Like that's always going to be a part of me. Yeah. And I'm always going to be working through my own stuff with yeah. this too, mm -hmm. because it still is all around me. Yeah. It's been my whole life feeling this way, mm -hmm. but it's like, there's still so much for us to overcome. Mm -hmm. And if I can even just speak to like one person, that would be good yeah. enough because when are we actually going to be like good enough for ourselves? Yeah. And it's the only reason I haven't paid for like those kind of procedures is because mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm not perfect. Yeah. But like, but, if I do this yeah. procedure, does it make me like, what does it mean for me? You know, like I, and it's okay to do it. Like if you have had yeah. kids and you have stretch marks, go for it. Go for it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, so it's just what it comes down to is just like, if you're doing it because you feel like you're not good enough, you'll do it and you still won't feel good enough. Right. You'll lose weight and you'll still not feel good enough. Right. You'll get the house and you'll still not feel good enough because your identity, who you identify with is never actually good enough and yeah. it has nothing to do with the external. Yep. And that's all that really personal training has taught me. Yeah. Ooh. And that's so freaking cool. <laughs> oh my God. And that's really what I teach my clients. And I really think yeah. that's the reason I actually have the reviews that I have yeah. and I'm not perfect. There's not everybody that I can help. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. like I'm not going to come on here and be like, Oh, I'm perfect. I do everything amazing. Like, yeah. Cause I'm so not, but yeah. it's like, all you can do is your best. And some people are willing to accept the help and some people just aren't. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you'll attract those who are ready to get the help. And also the fact that you are so willing to admit like, look, I'm not perfect. I'm human, <laughs> you know, yeah. and look, I still eat a cookie or I still do this or that. And I put, you mentioned, you said I put on this much weight, whatever, like you're, that's, that's beautiful. And that's what attracts people to you because that's authentic. Yes. Because it's actually real. It's so real. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm really tired of the fitness space. I, I yeah. actually don't like it. Like the NPC stuff. I, I did like a little mm. mini show in California. Okay. Um, okay. I'll never do it again. Really? It's just the epitome of superficial. And, and it doesn't have to be for everybody. I truly yeah. believe some people get up there and they're just doing it for themselves. But I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, 90% of those girls up there and even those men have body dysmorphia issues so badly. I've met them. I've worked with them. I have trained them. They are the, some of the most insecure and some of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my life. Yeah. It's so weird because they're so beautiful mm. and they just can't see it. Mm. Like they look better than me and I like myself yeah. more than them. Yeah. You know and I'm like? And it, that's all it oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so women mm -hmm. in, in general, like they get so blindsided with feeling like they're defective somehow. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's really my whole purpose in life yeah. is to help women mm -hmm. in any way I can being imperfect, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, I think that's amazing. And you know, it's so interesting because, um, like with the self-worth and identity and looking good and, you know, when I got divorced, there was a few self-worth issues that I was struggling with because of things that he had done, mm -hmm. my ex. And, you know, you question who you are as a woman when things like that happen because oh, yeah. you're betrayed and you're like, oh my God, was it me? What was, I had done a lot of work up to that point. And so I was like, I know it's not me, but I played a role in the marriage, right? For someone to do that. But, you know, after I started gaining this confidence in myself after I got divorced and, you know, I, I took like eight months to just heal, didn't Good. date, didn't do anything. But then like, I just discovered this new way 
no longer a part of the church in the church that we were raised, you know, I was taught that if, you know, you have sex, you are a bad person or you're a slut, or if you drink, you are bad. And so kind of unraveling that whole programming was really freeing for me. And so, you know, I dated a lot of guys. I've slept with guys I've dated and it was a very empowering feeling being like, Ooh, I can like, just like, the guys that I would date for a minute, I'm like, holy fuck, you're like a, you were a professional (laughs) athlete. Wow. And so it felt good. It felt good attracting these like, holy shit, these men. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? (laughs) You know? And, and, but what I realized was I was trying to feel that broken piece from my ex of what happened. And I was like, look at me, I'm getting this professional athlete. I'm getting this guy. I'm getting this guy. Mm. Oh, this successful man that's making billions of dollars. Like, watch, watch me, mother effer, watch me in my mind. Right. Yeah. Like subconsciously. And so what I'm realizing it, what I had realized, it's like, it's not about how you look, Micah. Yeah. Like you're beautiful and attractive and whatever, but having sex, that's not fulfilling to me. Like just that's it. That's all. Yes. And sometimes I so good. I actually made a connection while you were talking. Like, yeah, you, you talk about this betrayal yeah, and how you filled the void with, those kind of same things, totally. right? Totally. And, and that's what it comes down to sometimes is like, yeah. we are all trying to fulfill those voids. And I think we all kind of go through oftentimes very similar journeys. Mm-hmm. We're all mm-hmm. so different, but we, we kind of do the yeah. same things. Yes. Like, like, you know, girl, I did that when I got in my four yes. and a half relationship, I was like, I don't care, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, just to get super real on your podcast, you know, I was yeah. like, I'm going to date women. I tried yeah. it out. It's yeah. not for me, yeah. but yes, yeah. you know, you I totally, it. right. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, like I wanted to see if that was something that was for me at that time. It wasn't, Yeah. but you know, my twin sister, she dated women as well. And so it was okay. for her, it was good. Now she's married to an amazing man that I love. Oh, yeah. I know she's incredible. I just oh, love her, yes. but it's just, it's interesting how we fulfill yeah. those voids. Yes. And then at the end of the day, like, I think we have mm. to go through it to realize we do how shallow and yep. like superficial it is. And so it's like, we can hear other people talk about stuff, but it's sometimes until we go through it, it's yep. like, shit, now I get it. I get it. I you see know? it. And I'm totally one of those people that has yes. to kind of learn the hard way sometimes. Yeah. I would even, my mom would tell me stuff like as crazy as my mom has been, she's been so great in so many ways. That's awesome. And when I was younger, I was like, she was like, well, speaking of sex, she was like, if you have sex, like, just know this. Like she would give me the options, right? <laughs> She was like, and what she said, I'll never forget this because for me, I'm such like a rebel personality. Mm. And I was like, if you tell me not to do something that kind of wanted to do it more, like yeah. that's, yeah. I'm better now about it, you know, but yeah. when I was a teenager, but she said something I'll never forget. She was like, mm. you can do that, but it's not going to make you feel good about yourself. In yeah. fact, you'll probably feel really bad about yourself if it's with somebody you don't love. Mm. And I was like, well, shit, then why would I want to do that then? I don't yeah, want to feel bad. Why would I want to feel bad about like, that? Yeah. Like, yes. And that was, you know, I do like that because yeah. really like when I, I totally get it when you first get out of a relationship, it's like, yeah, it does feel nice. You're like, this guy's really hot. Yeah. But also, man, those, some of those classically hot guys are kind of sometimes not no, always. Seriously. Yeah. No. And I, you know, it's yeah. so interesting because I'm in such a different space now yes. and I've been doing a lot of healing. I've mentioned on my podcast before in some episodes that I, I literally like all, all last month I took the whole month. I got off dating apps. I got off everything. And I'm like, I got to just fucking like, just be with myself, Yeah. be with myself, heal. I, I have had a lot of energy work done, a lot of shit. And I'm like, it's been so empowering and freeing. And I, and it's so funny. Cause like 
guys will message me all the time. And I'm like, you really think that that's going to pull me in? Right. I literally had a guy the other yeah. night. He sent me, he sends me a picture of himself in the mirror, by the way. He's very attractive. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. And then he sends, sent me a picture in his bed. He didn't show down below, but it was Still. very sexy picture. He's like, I'm waiting for a sexy picture from you. Oh and I go, I don't send pictures. Yeah. I don't do sexy pictures. Yeah. I don't send them. Which, by the way, if there's yeah. any men listening to this. Dude, you guys. Don't do that. Don't send don't dick do pictures. That. Don't send. Okay, I can see if you're dating. If you are dating in a relationship, sure, send, send sexy pictures. Yeah. Sexy pictures and like a sexy, you know, whatever. Because then you're like but, into it and then you like it. Dude, yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, you honestly, you think that that's going to call me over to your house. I, that doesn't speak to me. I talk about this all the time because I like, you know, I get, when I was single, I got that stuff all the yeah. time. Even dating Michael, I still got those, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what does he think I'm going to do? Does he think I'm going to be like, wow, that's so hot. <laughs> Let me just drive over to your place. <laughs> You've clearly worked really hard to yeah. put time and energy into myself. Yeah. And they, I mean, it's got to work at some point, right? But oh, like, it works. If you have people's... some level of self-worth yeah. like you and I do, yeah. if you want a quality woman, you're going to have to be a quality man and put in exactly. the time, energy, and effort to pursue her. Exactly. That's like the best dating oh, advice I could give it, a man, in yes, my opinion. It really is. Because <laughs> right? it's like, guys, you got to step up your fucking game. Women, you got to hold yourself to a higher place and have yeah. respect. Because guess what? You know what I mean? Like that, if you want to attract a good yeah. guy and you're going to send him naked pictures or whatever, I can't believe we're talking about this on here. Wow. I know we great. totally switched it up, but it's we love it. It's fine. Yep. It's good. <laughs> then, you know, it's like, you're going to get a man that just wants to have sex and that's it. Yeah. And if that's what you want, cool. Great. Right. Do it. Great. Cause guess what? I was in a fun stage in my life too. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We all have been through those phases. Right. We really do. And I think, you know, but at the end of the day, like when, before I met Michael, I was just like, I don't care anymore. I just really don't care anymore. Yeah. I wasn't dating. I was like, I'm probably not going to get married yeah. until like my mid thirties. Like who knows? You never yeah. know. Yeah. Life, you can make God, God smiles and laughs when I, when we make plans yeah. because we think we're in control, but we're, oh, not. we're not, we're not, in we're control. so not in no. control. Like we are to a degree, Yep. but at the end of the day, like what, you know, there are many outside forces of us mm-hmm. and not that we are a victim to our lives because we could dictate how we handle that yes. stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't change that, like, I, I I, personally really do believe that things happen for a reason. I think so, too. Like, all the stuff that's happened to you in your life, mm-hmm. all the stuff that's happened to me in my life, like, mm-hmm. it goes back to what I was saying. It's going to make us better or better. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it just brings us to where we are today. And mm-hmm. I don't think we ever fully arrive. Yeah. Oh, we never you know? arrive. How boring would it be if we did? How fucking boring. But people think that way, right? When you <laughs> yeah. get this this job, when you get this raise, when you meet your, when you get married, and when you have kids, and when you because we're kind of programmed then, that way, yeah, right? Totally. And then you're there, and you're like, well, wait, 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 wait. I got married. I have the kids. I have the job. Now what? Now what? Yeah. And so again, it's filling that void, right? Yeah. And the only way we could do that is like self discovery, mm-hmm. getting doing yeah. things we haven't done before. Yeah. Just absolutely. being willing to venture out to the unknown yeah. kind of. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And yeah. what do you, so like, what could you give, like, what are some things that you personally do every day or that you've done to, to better you? Man, that's such a good question. Yeah. Because if you're asking me on the daily, uh-huh. I could sit here and be like, every day I do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm, you know, honestly, what's really helped me the most is like therapy. Awesome. Hell yeah. Um, 
you know, I've done a lot of internal work over the years, but I would say like getting around the best yeah. thing you can do for your, like your mental and emotional health is mm-hmm. like get around happy people, mm-hmm. like get around genuinely happy people. Yeah. You know, I used to be best friends with somebody like she defi- defined herself by like all the external stuff, but she was like the most miserable person and, mm-hmm. you know, behind closed doors, like we were so miserable. And one of the, really the best thing I ever did was just be around those really happy people. Mm. Like that's more therapeutic almost than anything because you are a result of your environment. And Mm -hmm. if you can break away from, you know, for so many years I was like, I'm just a dark person. Mm. I'm just this kind of way. And that was never me. It was just my surroundings. That's what I was at the time, but that doesn't mean that's who I am forever. Yeah. You know, and I think even today I'm, this is the happiest I've really ever been. Yeah. You know, it's like the last couple of years, it's like things of all the hard work, the blood, sweat and tears. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I almost lost everything. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that was kind of a really big blessing. Actually, with coronavirus that I went through such a hard time. Like I had three family members pass away. Holy shit. And I almost lost my business because I was just doing so unwell at the time. But yeah. You know, it really made me so grateful for what I have and what I do. And honestly, I love, I talk so much about the personal training business, but the the media, the social media agency too, that like Mm -hmm. I helped with creating that with Michael, Mm -hmm. but it makes so much more sense for it to be under the five figure work week name because that's so in alignment with what he does. And he and I, we definitely want to get married. And oh, so cute. I know, and we yeah. talk about it, and I love it. It's so cute. I know. Oh, but it's just like you know, it's all of the things. Like I could say, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, like diversify your income first and foremost, yeah. because even if you are just working at a normal job, like mm-hmm. anything could happen to that income source. Mm-hmm. Like I think everybody and anybody should be diversifying their income, how how they Absolutely, see fit, absolutely, yes. and, and let it be ways that you love. Because like I love personal training, but girls, you know how many opportunities I have had from social media. Mm-hmm. I went to California for free. I have been paid thousands of dollars on sponsorships and people don't know this shit because I don't yeah. brag about it or yeah. talk about it. Right. You know, and I wish sometimes I did more, but it's like, why, why do I want to yeah. do that? Yeah. Um, I have, gosh, there's so many endless opportunities for mm-hmm. things I've had yeah. people's lives. I had somebody reach out to me. He was like, I just want you to know I was going to kill myself. And just because <gasps> really? of what you were talking about, um, you know, like it, it really helped me a lot. And I was like, they're, I feel like right now there's a lot of anger against social media. And to be honest, I get it, girl. Like I get off it all the time, but there's so much power and there's Mm -hmm. so much goodness and light that can come from it. And one of the biggest things I think is like, that's where the body images come from. So if there's somebody you're online and you're like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Like all plays together. Like it's all the same to me, Mm -hmm. like social media and body image for some reason to me feel very in the same boat. Oh yeah. And so I was like, I actually don't yeah. follow any perfect girls anymore, not oh, because I don't yeah. like them, but because I just don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. I don't want to look at people that I know are Photoshopped or maybe on a level that my body type just isn't built for. And so yeah. I think one of the most powerful things we can do as women in general yeah. is like surrounding ourselves with what we really want internally. Mm-hmm. Like follow those girls that are vulnerable, follow those girls that show their flaws, follow those girls that are perfect. And, and girl, I have Photoshop photos too. Like I'm not perfect at this, Yeah. but the point is that you don't want to be following those people that it's like, everything is about how they look. 
Hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you share because you have such a deep, meaningful message for women. And you can tell it's it's actually because of all you've been through. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think there's so much power in what we've all gone through as people. And so, yeah, I mean, I've met so many women like this and I know you have too. Yeah. That are so stuck. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Either physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. Yeah. Relationally, however you say that word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. You know, we just feel so stuck. Uh-huh. And I really think it's funny because we try to like speed up this process of everything. Mm-hmm. We're like, I need to get there, I need to get there, I need to get there. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're not there yet because we're not really not ready for it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I believe that we are created into who we're supposed to be to attract what we're really supposed to get. Oh yeah. And if you're always trying and you're working hard and you're really just trying to be the best version of yourself. So when you're Mm -hmm. talking about things that I try to do to be my best self, Mm -hmm. you know, it changes every day. It does. Like, that's the thing. Like Mm -hmm. I used to be a huge fan of morning routines, Mm -hmm. but then it became very repetitive for me. I'm not the kind of person that does well with a lot of repetition because then it loses its meaning for me. Mm. Every day I need something different. And it's kind of like listening to that pull, right? Like there's going to, and that's where society is so like into the routine and this is what you do. It's like fall. It's like really checking in yes, and really checking in and being like, okay, what does my soul need today? I love that. I really do. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, for so many years, I was like, oh, I'm not as good as this person because I don't wake up at 5 a.m. every day. By the way, I don't ever want to wake up at 5 a.m. every day. No. Like, that's not for me. No, me like, neither. I am who I oh, am. Forget that. <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. fuck that. Like, it's just like, why don't we just embrace like who we are and create a lifestyle to support that? Yeah. And be okay with who we are. Like, that's what exactly. I really want. Like, for myself. Like mm-hmm. it's just in general, it's just been more of like yeah. self-acceptance yep. of like, you know, I'm always going to be a little bit more of a thicker person. Mm-hmm. Even at my skinniest, I had these big mm-hmm. freaking thighs. It was just the way it was. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, at one point, do we get to just embrace that we're all so different and we just try to become the best version of who we actually really are, not yeah. who we're told to become. Exactly. And I think that's when the gifts come. Right. That's when we help more people. I think so too. Yeah. And really focus on like what shows up for you. Like if you do see somebody um, that you're envious of online or if you look at yourself, like what is it that you're telling yourself? What are those stories that you're saying about yourself? And start going to work. And if you don't know what that means, if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, I see fat and my this or my butt's too big or cottage cheese or, you know, there's always an underlying thing. Like it goes deeper. And there's so many resources. There's therapy. There's energy work. There's life coaches. There's there's, it's, it's getting real with yourself. Yeah. No, it's, everybody's you know? approach. We all need something different. Yes. It's just like diet and exercise. Yep. Everybody has different body types. Mm-hmm. Everybody has different goals. Yep. You're going to have to approach those goals very yep. differently. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah. personal training is like the basis that I make an example of for everything. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I'm really good at. Well, yeah. But it's just so true. It's like, not everybody needs low carb. Not everybody mm-hmm. needs keto. Not everybody needs to do a bunch of cardio yeah anyway so it's just yeah. like it's just so f- interesting how we'll try to make everybody a one-size-fits-all when we're so different yeah oh we are so different yeah like yeah. at a cellular level oh like, yes so fundamentally different uh-huh 
And that's kind of the most fascinating thing about, I think, yeah. helping people and like just getting to know people in general. Yes. And like just kind of learning that about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I am so fundamentally different mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing. And that's something you should fucking celebrate, dude. Like, yeah. because we're all so different and that's what yeah. makes the world so unique and so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And if people could actually step into their, their mm-hmm. gifts, mm-hmm. could you imagine what this world would be? so so good yeah and it's i you know there's so much stuff that's like coming out like 2020 everyone's like oh it sucks it's the worst and (laughs) i know i'm like really i've had some really i've created some fucking crazy shit this year and i'm loving it yeah and it's but it man i've had some shit times you know for sure when i lost a bunch of clients and you know it was really hard with you know i went through stuff with my personal relationship and my family, mm. people are passing away. And yeah, I never know until after, but it's always like, damn, that was actually really good for me. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's everything that shows up is there to teach us something. Mm-hmm. Everyone that shows up in our life is there to teach us. Yeah. The you biggest know? breakthroughs come through the, the hardships and yeah, man, it's just like so much of the quotes that you see, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kumbaya, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's how a lot of people kind of see that stuff. But it's like until like you you learn, like you have those experiences for yourself, those mm-hmm. quotes start to make sense to you. Yeah. You know? Oh, it it's so true. Yeah. Huh? yeah. It is, you really get it. And then you try to say it and like other people don't get it because mm-hmm. they're not you. Mm-mm. You know? And I think it's all about finding those people that resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we, we are made to help everybody. We're meant to help yeah. our kind of people. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've learned that a lot. Yes. Like being an entrepreneur is that I'm like, damn, I'm really not well equipped to help this kind of person. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? yeah. And that that's it. That is okay. It's good yeah. to notice that because you see so many like early on entrepreneurs, like they'll, mm-hmm. my friend, she calls me, she's like, I can't do this. This oh. is really hard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, so- like, you know, especially when you first start, I think you attract kind of the worst clientele. Mm-hmm. At least that was my experience. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think you just have to embrace you know, something that I like that you do is you go off your intuition and Mm -hmm. what feels good to you Mm -hmm. because that's usually right. Oh yeah. And that's a rule I live by in my business. I don't accept everybody anymore. Not because I don't want to work with people, but because I only want to work with those I know I can really, really help. Yeah. And if I can't help them, then I can refer them to somebody else that's a better fit. And so, yeah, like being an entrepreneur, just like the whole journey is, I don't know why I decided to do it. I just can't imagine being better at anything else. Yeah. I can't imagine. I, and, you know, I don't even know what the next 10 years are going to be. Like, who knows if I'll still be a personal trainer. Yeah. You know, but I know that what's at my core and what's still here is what's going to exist. And that's going to be helping and empowering other people in any way that I can. Yep. And a lot of it is because of my past. Mm-hmm. Like, because of yeah. all the intense shit that I went through. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard. Yep. It was really hard. And I'm... And, and I think it will always feel a little hard, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I think like that's all the stuff. And and that's really the biggest reason all the pain is your power. It can turn oh, into your power. Yeah. Like 100%. And yeah. it like almost makes you finally equipped and like finely tuned to help your kind of people that have, are really like, and, and it's a lot of people, you know, like Brendan Burchard, he doesn't speak to everybody, like all those big gurus like they don't speak to everybody for a reason and so it's just 
man, I'm like on a tangent about this, but it's just no, like, it's, it's cool. been so interesting. Like just yeah. doing what you're passionate about and taking those risks because yeah. I found the biggest risks, they do reap the best rewards. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and get uncomfortable. Yes. Get out of your comfort. Like really, like that's the only thing I can like to say to people. If that's one thing, like get out of your comfort, like of that everyday routine. Yep. Cause that's boring. Like I've been there. Yeah. It is boring. Fucking boring. And I'm like, okay, what more is there? (laughs) Oh shit. I don't know. But then, you know, you start meeting people and then they start light bulbs start going off. You start listening to podcasts, reading the books. Yep start doing like listening to good content, reading good content, surrounding yourself with people, getting fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. That's where it all, it all starts and the, and the journey starts, you so know? true. And, and that can start with physical experiences. Like if you don't know where to go emotionally, like I, one year I was like, okay, I'm gonna jump out of a freaking airplane this year. Shut up. And it was, it. I did. And it was terrifying. No. It was ah! so good. But I was like, this Ooh, is how scared yeah. I feel creating this business right now. Yes. So let me just physically create it for myself. Cause that, that for me, like I, my gifts is the physical stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and more than that, of course. But I was just like, I remember jumping out of the airplane and I was like, oh my God. this is me taking that, that leap of faith in myself oh. doing something where I feel like I could die. Cause your body doesn't always know things that are physical and emotional. Mm-hmm. So if you take those and combine them, oh, it's so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Oh my god. So if you take those emotional experiences, yeah. put those into the physical. Yeah. It, it's so crazy what happens because oh, you're jumping yeah. out of a damn airplane. I can't imagine. And it's like you compare it to the jump you're you're yes. taking for like, you know, because I gave up everything to start this business and it was fucking scary. Yeah. You have no certainty that you're gonna hit the ground safely when you jump out of an airplane. There is yeah. no guarantee. There is only faith that maybe you were supposed to stay on the earth longer. (laughs) Exactly. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And it's just making a decision. Pick A or B. Which do you choose? Don't be on the fucking fence with anything. Like people are so on the fence with all things. Oh my gosh. I was, the only reason why I'm saying this as all you are listening is because I used to be there and I find myself there sometimes, but I'm like, okay, pick A or B. And then whatever I choose, I'll handle and I'll deal with whatever, you know what I mean? I do. Yes. Happens with that. So Yeah. And, and I think too, it's like how you said, you don't know where you're going to be in like five or 10 years with, you'll still be a personal trainer. And I think that's, what's beautiful is it's keeping that adventure alive. Yes. Keep expanding, keep growing as a man and woman, um, and create possibilities. There's so many out there knowing that because for me, I don't ever want to stay stagnant. I'm always getting involved in something Yeah, because I want multiple, multiple, multiple streams, more than multiple, Yes, but a lot of different streams. Um, of income. And I want to keep expanding my friendships and my growth and my podcast and mm-hmm. all the things. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So you're going to be super busy. Yes. Yeah. But you know, it's, and I think a lot of us are afraid to change our minds. We're afraid to change what we do. Like mm-hmm. for me, I do mostly do a lot of the social media stuff now and I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. It's so great. And it's like, it's awesome to help people with like building their online presences yeah. and like just doing a lot of this stuff is what I partnered with Michael to do. I'm great at the relationship stuff. He's great at like prescribing Hell yeah. I love <laughs> and it. creating, you know, yes. for them. But it, it's so rewarding because I know what having a business has done for me. It's literally made me the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. It's forced that because yeah. if you don't do it, you're not going to do that mm-hmm. well. I mean, maybe you could, mm-hmm. but I sure don't feel like I could. Yeah. You know, especially when you're helping people. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, I don't think we need to keep ourselves in a box. Like, life takes us yep. in all these different places yeah. and what you're doing externally just, it, it doesn't define me. 
Yep. Like whether I'm a personal trainer, whether I choose to just be a mom, whether I choose to be a mom entrepreneur, like, I don't know. I just know that I'm always going to help people and that's going to show up in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's what it's about is like, is helping people. Um, and that's why I do the podcast and that's why I'm totally. super vulnerable on social media and I share my life because in my sharing, I know it will make a difference for other people. Yep. And it's not caring. Like for me, I'm like, Oh fuck! I just posted that. <laughs> but then I'm like, you know what? If it if it'll help one person, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. And I've had so many like men. A lot of men reach out to me, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're I wouldn't... beautiful." Oh, thanks. Yeah. You're so sweet. That's and even a very normal thing. Yeah, and a lot of women, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, like you've changed my life." I want you to know that. And I'm all wait, what? They're like, by you being vulnerable like that, and you posting what you're posting, I'm doing this now. I'm doing this now because of you. And I'm like. That's oh. amazing. Okay. Wow. That's so powerful. You know? Yeah. And so you don't realize the impact sometimes. And um, and there's all those powerful. silent supporters too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why like, you know, I used to get so caught up in my analytics. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I didn't get that many likes. And I'm like, uh, I like this. This meant a lot to me. I really exactly. don't give a shit. Exactly. Like it really doesn't matter to me anymore. Well, yeah. And Gary V, you know, Gary V, like oh, of course, he yeah. always talked about like, if you're so worried about if it's going to look good. Like, fuck it. Like you need, if you feel it's good content, if it's good shit and it's coming from your soul, I'm going to do it. He didn't say those exact words, but you know, (laughs) it's like, then that's all that matters. So true. Just get your good shit out there and it doesn't matter. It's like, I want to make a difference in the world and I know you do too. And, and that's why we're doing this podcast, right? 100%. And again, if this will do help one person, then it's worth it alter their thinking if there's one or one thing you and I said that they're like "Ooh, a light bulb goes off then we did our job totally and not to go on a totally different tangent because I know we've been at this for a while but man the journey with like putting yourself out on social media nobody talks about that like I'm like oh my god I was so afraid of being seen like so afraid. And so just to put myself out there, but it's interesting because anytime you put yourself out there, I'm sure you've experienced this. The people sometimes that you're closest to, they don't Mm. mean to, but man, they will say things and you're like, they won't say anything. No, they will say things like, like actually I had a friend, she was like, Oh, she just seems like she's superficial or something like this. And I was like, that's so weird to me because that's so what I'm trying to not do. But I think with social media, like the bigger you become, the more you're going to hear. And it just goes back again. Like my message is not for everybody. It's not. And what you display on social media is generally speaking, it's a side of yourself, but it's not your everything that you are. Mm -mm. It's not everything. And so it's interesting. The people that I hear the most criticism from, and I hear a lot of this from my art clients too, Mm -hmm. is the people that critique you the most are the people that actually don't even put themselves out online. Exactly. But they have the most to say. And I'm like, don't tell me anything Mm. if you don't even do it yourself. Yeah. And so I don't know if this is something you experience or go through. Mm. You probably will though. Mm -hmm. Cause the bigger you get, the more you're going to hear. Yeah. And it's so interesting because then you start to question yourself like, well, shit, how am I coming across? And you have to just get to this point of where, it's the same online as in person. You know, you're mm-hmm. just like, fuck it. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. You don't have to be around for that. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but you know, if, if let's just say, you know, you put an in-depth like um, post out there, right? Right. And 
and there's somebody that's going to critique you on that, it's because they don't see it within themselves. They're not in that conversation within themselves. All they see is the reflection of their own self. Like, mm. you know, so when she said yes. that to you superficial, it's because she's superficial. She doesn't see anything past that. Yeah. So any criticism we get, it, ooh, it stings sometimes. Uh-huh. Some shit. I have had some things and I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Um, like I'm just trying to like help people and thank you yeah. for shitting on my prid. But don't follow me then. <laughs> don't follow me. I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever, you know? Totally. So it's just, just know like, just for any of you listeners, just know like it's, it's not about you. Mm. Like if your intent is to, intention is to really serve and help people, people are going to feel that in the post. And if they say something, it is more on them than it is on you. It is. Yeah. But it is hard to kind of like really get that because you're like, ooh. Gosh, you know what helped me the most with that was, yeah. have you ever read the the Four Agreements, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That book is so good. That's a good book. And it's just so true. Like yeah. even things that I criticize in others, like it, it actually doesn't really have anything to do with them. Mm. And so, yeah. yeah, it's just, and that's really all it comes down to. Like even from body image to posting to putting yourself out there in general, like that's a whole other thing is, you know, even when I was really super skinny, yeah, I had people tell me I looked too masculine. You know, when I was way heavier, people told Mm. me I was too chubby. And at some point, like, you're never going to please everybody. Yeah. No matter how you look physically. Yeah. And so it's just like, you're never going to be enough for everybody. No, you're not. (laughs) It's just not possible. You have to find a way. You have to. Yeah, I really believe it's a it's a must, mm-hmm. especially like for the moms out there, mm-hmm. and, and and anybody, you know, your kids become what you are too, and in many ways, you know, I think that's a little for radical sure. what I said, but no, but yeah, but th- we see so much from our parents, yeah. and so I think like the best thing we can give them is just like, you know, I'm okay with me, I accept me, mm-hmm. because even if this other person doesn't think it's good enough, you know, I I really do think it is good enough, yeah. And so their opinion just isn't going to matter whether I'm a size one or a size 10. Like it, it all comes down to how I'm feeling. If, am I beautiful? Am I going to look in the mirror and just be like, I am fucking beautiful Mm -hmm. because that's what I choose to see. Yep. And I really think that's like the biggest message I wanted to get across is like, you know, how you're looking right now is going to change. It's Mm -hmm. always, always going to change, going to change. Yeah. We are going to get more wrinkles. We are. We are maybe going to have kids. We're maybe yeah. not going to have kids if you're a man. Like it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The only thing that is really, truly consistent is like who we are mm-hmm. and learning yeah. to just be okay with the changes and be unconditionally loving mm-hmm. with ourselves so we can share that same unconditional love truly mm-hmm. with our partners and with everybody else around us. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah exactly because even even when they do you know are negative or they say hurtful things or you know even if it's not on social media whatever just in general right generalizing this it's just it's all you can do all you can do is just send love to them yeah really yeah because they must be hurting inside to um hurt people hurt people exactly Mm -hmm. you know so it's interesting really is yeah girl (laughs) this has been lovely i know (laughs) is there anything else you want to touch on like before we i feel like we touched on all the things i think we touched on all the things it's been so great having you thank you so much i know i love you girl great yeah girl um yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything any nuggets to give them leave them with i mean i think we did the 
everything we could. Just yep. the main thing is if anybody has questions, wants to reach out about anything. Yes. Um, Instagram yes. Oakley under dash T okay. and then Facebook is just Oakley T. Yes. So, and if you're looking for a personal trainer, right? Like, or you, social media help, social media help. Yep, she's your girl. Growth. We do Facebook ads. We okay. do really, there's so many fun things we do. Yes. So, but yeah, it's, it's kind of all a little bit in the same bubble for me. Okay. So. <laughs> awesome. So I'll put your, um, Instagram handle on like the description of the podcast awesome. too. So then people can like click on it if they want to, you know, go connect, to whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay, <gasps> <Hey>, you guys. <laughs> woo, woo. Okay. Well, have an amazing week. We love you. Bye, guys.